0: Haunted museums, haunted items, and relics. This is Neil Parks. I'm your host for Paranormally Speaking. This week, I will be diving into stories and locations where museums are established and the strange occurrences that occur at those locations, some of which I've experienced myself. Uh, Many are those that have been sent in to me from listeners like you. And others are those that have been shared with me from other podcasts I've appeared on or other radio programs from people who've also been to different places. I've been to myself, been to the Smithsonian Institute and the New York City Museum of Natural History. I've been there. And when you are face to face with these artifacts and relics from centuries before your own birth there are things that are imprinted on them that are still there from the original owners and you can just sort of tap into that energy and feel it or see it for yourself Uh, what the experience was or what this inanimate object has attached to it from that time period these are things that we can learn a lot from if we just really know how to look for it I have that and a few other really cool things lined up for you for this week's episode. I'll get into it here shortly after we've complete this message from one of my sponsors.
1: now, playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting.
0: Hey, we're back. What an awesome commercial break that was. I'm about to share seven terrifying tales from the world's most haunted museums, from the Red Man of the Louvre to Monet's Restless Ghost in Cleveland. Filled with prized paintings, storied treasures, and yes, sometimes even mummies, museums are a natural haunt for otherworldly spirits. Legends abound in the museum world of artistic spirits like Frida Kahlo, Roaming Casa Azul and Spectral Lady and the white spooking MoMA employees. Many museums have even publicly acknowledged the visitations. The Museum of Contemporary Art in Tokyo played into ghostly rumors when it opened a haunted house gallery for kids filled with eerie paintings. The eyes move in one picture, and another, a pair of hands emerge from the face of Mona Lisa. But we're not talking about kid stuff. I'm not. But there are seven of the most notorious museum hauntings ranked from those that give slight goosebumps to ones that are totally hair-raising. For example, the Met's Creepy Crypt. Doctor, doctor, give me the booze. The Upper East Side of Manhattan has every kind of doctor imaginable including, and why not, a duo of self-proclaimed ghost doctors. Over the years, the paranormal experts Dr. Pete and Dr. Stu have made numerous visits to the Met equipped with essential ghost hunting gear, including EVP monitors, dowsing rods, and never mind how those got through security. Over the years, the doctors have captured some spine-tingling sounds, Emanating from the galleries and on a 2013 ghost hunting expedition with the observer, the doctors seem to have channeled the spirit in the European sculpture and decorative arts wing. A ghostly girl. Elsewhere in the museum, at the Henry R. Luce Center for the Study of American Art, the phantom of a young girl has been seen running down the halls, her giggling and chatter giving unexpected frights to studios, art historians, and curators. According to museum lore, she's believed to be the daughter of a long-ago employee. Monet manifests in the Midwest guest appearance, while curators were busy finalizing the installation of the Cleveland Art Museum's 2015 expedition, Painting the Modern Garden, Monet to Matisse, the famed Impressionist painter of Water Lilies himself appears to have paid an unexpected visit. On the balcony overlooking the gallery stood a man with Monet's Monet's characteristic salt and pepper beard, bowler hat. A photo of the figure was snapped by the museum's director of design and architecture, Jeffrey Stream, Showing the Illusory artist just above a shrinkingly similar vintage photo of Monet. Staff support. The Cleveland Museum claims the sighting is the real deal. Soon after the story emerged, Caroline Guscott, communications director for the museum, asked the Cleveland Plain dealer, What are the chances someone looks like that and happens to be at the museum the day we are finishing the installation? not their first seance. Besides Monet, museum visitors from the afterlife have included the former museum director, William Mathewson Milliken, spotted sporting a tweed jacket and wandering the oldest sections of the museum. A likeness of the portrait of Jacques André, Joseph's portrait of Jean-Gabriel du Thial at the signing of the Treaty of Vienna, was supposedly being gazed upon by himself at his portrait. We hope he likes it. In 2010, the museum published a blog post recounting a few of the most frequent fantastical tales. Now, there are also restless relics in the British Museum. Ghost gossip or not? With millions of artworks and artifacts spanning millennia, it seems like merely a game of odds that there would be a museum, one spook wafting around this British Museum. At least that's what Noah Angel, an American-born artist, supposed when he started researching hauntings at the museum back in 2016. Years later, his list of stories told to him, mostly by museum guards, keeps growing. Most of the people, that he's gathered these stories from, don't self-identify as believing in ghosts, he told The Economist. For the most part, these visitors, services, and security people are working class blokes. And they don't make a fuss unless something really serious is going on. But what they all seem to agree on as sort of folk belief of the museum worker is that objects hold energy. For example, a ghoulish guard dog. and one story, a security guard found himself inexplicably captivated by a 19th century wooden Congolese sculpture of a dog. Sensing that the sculpture had inanimate powers, he pointed his finger towards it, and the fire alarms in the gallery allegedly went off on cue. Other tales include one of the haunted stairwells, a crying... Uh, Elgin marvelous secret powers from the statue of the Egyptian goddess Sekhemet. There's also unhappy objects, and Gell offered an alternative perspective on the reparation of the objects from the Western museums, alluding to the possibility that the objects themselves may be uneasy in their current settings, particularly when ritual and ceremonial purposes are neglected fantastic
1: roswell ufos flying saucers alien abduction
0: That's terrific. Welcome back from that abrupt commercial break. I'm glad you've stuck it out this long. The mysterious mansion. In the northern stretches of Manhattan lies the Morris Jumel Mansion, a mid-18th century federal-style home that sometimes hosts art exhibits. Along with the home's era-specific furnishings comes one apparent, epoch-appropriate apparition. Eliza Jumel, Aaron Burr's widow, who lives in the home when she died in 1865, then one of the richest women in New York City. In her day, Jumala was known as a very shrewd business person. Born in a brothel as the daughter of a prostitute, she ascended to the height of American society. Gossip was always at her heels, as she garnered power and wealth through marriages, lies, and her own acumen. She was also a keen collector of arts. Jumel was rumored to have murdered Burr, no lamb himself. For his money, their divorce was meant to be finalized the day of his death. Her first husband also died under suspicious circumstances, falling on a pitchfork in their basement. Following her own passing, Jumel's ghost stubbornly wouldn't leave the house. Several years ago, the museum hosted a Yinka Shunabare exhibition that included a headless figure meant to invoke Eliza Jumel's ghost. The museum seems to agree something uncanny was afoot and often hosts paranormal investigations that are open to the public. Lore at the Louvre. Bloody beginnings. Long before the Louvre was a museum, it was a fortress with beginnings dating back to the 12th century. With such August origins, no doubt the building itself has been home to more than a few unfortunate endings and a running list of its own startling tales. The Louvre's most infamous apparition is that of Jean I. Cure Jack the Skinner is also what he's known as. A butcher by trade. He became a favorite henchman of Queen Catherine de Medici in the 16th century. Suspecting he knew just one too many secrets about the royal family, the cunning queen had him murdered. It is said that from beyond the grave, Jean-Écrancourt returned to haunt the royal family, living in the palaces of the Louvre, nicknamed the Red Man of the Tulle Rayoris. he can still be spotted dressed in red, moving about the museum and the nearby gardens. Napoleon claimed to have seen his likeness in 1815. Tower of Terror. Evan Quasimodo would be the highlighting and hightailing it out of the bell tower. The San Francisco Art Institute's bell tower is a hotbed of paranormal comings and goings, so much so that they've condoned the tower off from the public. Decades of disturbances, the first significant occurrence came in the 1940s. A student needing to pay for his schooling took a job as a night watchman and pitching pennies worked out an arrangement to live in the tower as well. One night, the student reported hearing what he believed was an intruder running up the stairs armed, he prepared to bludgeon the invader, but when the door swung open, no one was there. Nevertheless, the footsteps continued out to the observation deck. Following this incident, the Institute received intermittent reports of unusual activity, but the ghost settled down a bit, at least for a while. James Smithsonian, founding donor of the Smithsonian Institute, has been spotted wandering the organization's castle, home to its administrative and informative headquarters. One numerous occasion, this starts to make a lot of sense when you learn that Smithsonian's remains have been interred into the museum since 1904. Smithsonian enthusiasts never seem to want to leave. As early as 1900, the Washington Post mentioned sightings of Spencer Fullerton Baird, the museum's first curator, seen wandering the museum's hall. Another regular, the famed paleontologist Fielding B. Meek, who lived in one of the museum's castle towers with his cat and died there in 1876. Other sightings include the explorer Emile Bisselles and Secretary Joseph Henry, both lifelong devotees to the institution. Smithsonian's frequent appearances were supposedly causing such a ruckus that in 1973, his remains were briefly removed for investigation. His skeleton was, in fact, still safely in its coffin, though that's to say nothing of his spirit. Other motives for the discernment might have been to search for documents rumored to have been buried with him. But we choose to believe otherwise, don't we? The English Smithson died without ever visiting the United States, despite his eagerness to help fund the new institution. He was buried for the first time in Genoa after he passed away in 1829. But attempting to right that perceived injustice, Alexander Graham Bell arranged to have his body exhumed and brought to the U.S. in 1903 meaning that smithson had been exhumed not once but twice it's no wonder his spirit can't seem to settle down please hold for an important message from another one of my sponsors ghosts aliens I'll share personal accounts, my research, and secondhand evidence. I will read excerpts and stories from my books and discuss my upcoming projects in the literary world. Documentaries, both on TV and the big screen, plus my independent film projects. Paranormally Speaking is both thought-provoking and entertaining. New episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in to Paranormally Speaking and prepare to be enlightened. And it looks like I'm back from another commercial break. On now to 10 supposedly haunted museums. There are places you expect to be populated with ghosts, catacombs, museums of horrors, creaky houses and attics and hidden passages. And then there are ghosts in places you might not expect, like the pristine halls of a museum. Nevertheless, ghosts seem to congregate in these 10 museums for reasons that we mere mortals can only guess. For example, I may have mentioned earlier, the Cleveland Museum of Art. Monet, the forefather of French Impressionism, was perhaps most recognizable for his full salt and pepper beard and penchant for bowler hats. These are also the traits that defined him for the staff of the Cleveland Museum of Art, where Monet's ghost was purportedly photographed surveying the site of a new installation. The painting of the modern garden, Monet to Matisse. What are the chances someone looks like that and happens to be at the museum the day that they are finishing the installation? The Museum of Al Barmel in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. It's not the new museum building itself that plays host to otherworldly Denzens. It is the transplanted Jackson House. According to the paranormal investigator, Mark Anderson of North Carolina Paranormal Research, he told Mental Floss, he was first drawn to the site because of some of its antique items. The museum owned several possessions that once belonged to a young woman who was murdered in Elizabeth City. The crime was never solved. Anderson suspected there might be some foundation to rumors of the occult in the area. Anderson explained that Jackson House was first constructed back in the 18th century by a North Carolina family named Jackson. It was dismantled and moved to the Albemarle Museum site. And that's where what Anderson described as the major event of his investigation occurred. During a walkthrough in 2013, one of the investigators felt a light prodding when she asked if there was anything she could do to assist the spirit, the restless and response came back in a man's deep tone, saying, Get out. Merchant's House Museum in New York City. Wedged between two residential buildings on an unassuming block, just east of Manhattan's Lafayette Street, sits the Merchant's House Museum. You have to ring the doorbell to gain entry to the house which is still populated by the possessions and perhaps the spirits of the Treadwell family, who lived there from 1835 to 1933. Most historic house museums have to sort of cobble together furniture that's period-appropriate, but that didn't actually belong to the house, explained Emily Wright, communications and programs manager at the museum. Wright herself has never had a paranormal experience, but says she has heard compelling reports from fellow staff members, volunteers, and visitors alike. However, most of the objects in the merchant's house have been there for well over 100 years. 19th century is very palpable here, Wright says. Some say this makes the museum particularly apt for spirits of those who once resided there. The Pengang War Museum in Pulau, Pengang, Malaysia. Originally, a British fort built in the 1930s, the building that is now the Pengang War Museum, which sits atop the Buket Batau Museum in Malaysia, fell to a Japanese offensive during World War II. The Japanese occur- occupied the site in the following years, and locals began calling it Buket Hantu, which "Ghost Hill" due to the volume of prisoners tortured and beheaded at the garrison. Though restored and open to the public in 2002, the haunts of the dark past still linger at the Pengang War Museum. Buket Hatau was featured in 2013's episode of the National Geographic Channel series, I Wouldn't Go In There, which named it one of the ten most notorious haunted locations in Asia. Fort Worth Museum of Science and History. An image surfaced earlier this month that purports to show a mysterious goblin-like figure lurking in the background of a play area at the Fort Worth Museum of Science and History. However, a former museum employee, Jim Miller, was quick to dismiss the image which had drawn attention on Reddit. Miller noted that the figure's pose seemed fairly banal. It looks like the all too familiar position of putting toys away, something we as employees or parents would often do. He told the Dallas Observer, though there are any number of mundane explanations for the image, Miller who worked at the museum for two years told the observer that he had heard reports of eerie events around the titanic exhibit and about shadows moving across security footage available to order now my first audiobook, neil parks presents truly terrifying tales narrated by me it's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com my other books of course are always available to order on amazon Barnes & Noble, and Lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed, that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. And now on to the Frederick Remington Museum. Like many historical houses turned museums, the Frederick Remington Museum may play host to a few otherworldly denizens. The mythology of the museum, according to director Laura Foster, is the story of Madame Ameriga Vespucci, a woman who traveled to the United States in the 19th century and was reputed to be one in a game of cards. Reporters began reporting hauntings at the museum in the 1940s. Foster said, though the claims may have been embellished to increase interest in the museum. In March 2015, a local psychic medium named Frida Gledl conducted a walkthrough of the museum to investigate reports of hauntings, accompanied by museum volunteer Donna Wright. The inquiry uh, is sort of devalued with a simultaneous Clarkson University study of the air quality Several undergraduate students, under the guidance of Shane Rogers, an associate professor of civil and environmental engineering, were investigating the claims that airborne organisms could provoke paranormal experiences. Wright explained that there were no full-time spirits residing in the main museum, but she and Gladwell did encounter some residual energy, as Mark Anderson, who investigated the Albermale Museum described it, Residual energy is energy that has impressed itself into an area. For example, the battlefield of Gettysburg. Now, by imprinting upon the area, the image of a woman, likely Vespucci, appeared to assure the investigators that she was not one in a game, but a nasty former and owner inhab- inhabits the neighboring Children's Museum, according to the transcription of the walkthrough. An image purported to show a ghost superimposed on a museum has been de- debunked as a hoax, though that does not prevent reports of other supernatural occurrences. The Smithsonian Institution opened its doors in 1855, and during its 150-year history, has accumulated more than a few ghost stories. The Smithsonian Castle, the museum's administrative and information headquarters, is rumored to host many of these spectral residents, including founder and donor James Smithsonian, Smithson, whose remains have been entered into the museum since 1904. Mad River, the Railroad Society Museum in Bellevue, Ohio. Founded in 1972, the Railroad Society Museum sits on a property in Bellevue, Ohio, formerly occupied by a large mansion turned YMCA. In 2010, the Ohio researchers Banded Spirits, or orbs, conducted a survey of the site in response to rumors of paranormal activity around the abandoned train on the grounds. Orbs joined Dee, Dee Runkle, the museum's gift shop manager and daughter of its founder, and together they discovered that her father still resides on the premises, watching over the grounds. The Torquay Museum Torquay Museum was founded in 1844 and possesses a dense collection of antique artifacts. There had been a lot of spooky activity at the museum. Books will just fly off the shelves in the shop, and people have said that they spotted a Victorian lady in a blue dress. Carl Smith, the museum's manager, told the Daily Mail. Institute of Texas Cultures. Though the museum would never confirm or deny that there may be some confirmation bias going on here. Ben Radford, an investigator and deputy editor of Skeptical Inquirer magazine told the Huffington Post, he suspects that there may be some confirmation bias going on here. That is museum employees hope for evidence of the paranormal and find their suspicions confirmed in images taken. The museum is located in San Antonio, Texas whose colonial history extends to the 18th century. Mendez said that the spooky occurrences might be connected to blurred history and things that have been covered up below the museum or the nature of the ancient artifacts in the house. And in addition to the occasional eerie sound or sight, Mendez said that the museum's first two directors might still wander the third floor where they once lived. Now, how else do you explain the smell of cherry tobacco that sometimes permeates through the holes? Now, I remember at COSI in Columbus, Ohio, when they brought the artifacts that go from museum to museum and showcase to showcase from the Titanic. And the energy and the vibes that I got from being within such close proximity to these artifacts that were directly connected to such a catastrophic event set off my spidey sense. Uh, I got tingles, I got chills, I got flashes, I heard whispers and voices. Uh, It was all jumbled. I really couldn't make heads or tails of what I was experiencing, but it's not something I normally experience. Just as the time I spent at different museums and restored homes in Gettysburg, the events of that battle have embedded themselves in the entire environment. If you were to build some sort of a residential home in the middle of the field that was the battlefield of Gettysburg, every single house would be haunted, not because of the house itself or what took place in the home, but the property as a whole has been touched significantly by the events of the past please hold for a very important message from one of my sponsors
1: unparalleled insider access get it all introducing the Sirius XM platinum VIP plan our newest most exclusive plan VIP. Listen in two cars, plus stream anywhere with two app logins. Access a massive exclusive library of live concert video and audio recordings through nugs.net. Have opportunities to experience live and virtual SiriusXM events, including VIP-only exclusives. Get all your questions answered by a dedicated VIP customer care team. Plus, get all the entertainment we've got. It's all included with your Platinum VIP subscription. Be a VIP. Call 844-711-8800 to learn more. Offer details apply. One login for activated
0: vehicle, not available in Canada. The weird world of haunted eBay. Purchase with caution. Buyer beware warns the eBay listing for the haunted vintage antique evil active possessed witch demon doll. So many things have happened when this doll is near. Writes, Selament Treasures number 7, she must go. I cannot have her in my home any longer. The doll which has been photographed from a Ouija board can be purchased for $99.99 plus $7.70 shipping. The Ouija board is not included. Now, this is for an artist's obsession with listings for the cursed, doomed, and otherwise unexplained. They actually have this cursed item atop a Ouija board. Haunted, vintage, antique, evil, active-possessed witch demon doll. Buyer beware, it says. For $99.99, you too can own this little piece of evil for your own home. I wouldn't suggest doing that. The owner goes on to say, I just got obsessed, said the artist Eric Aucklander 31, speaking of the night two years ago when he first came across a listing like this one. The item was described as a haunted box, which we all know as a debit box, and he immediately, immediately began searching for others. That night, he captured screenshots of more than 50 similar listings and has been looking at them ever since and for more. Another example, the haunted-spelled pirate ship Pirate Spirits brings money and riches for $49.99. Or how about the haunted spirit puppies dog-puppy animal antique old figure no doll, paranormal, for $14.99. Or the haunted 16-inch spiritual doll, spirit vessel, supernatural paranormal power, could be yours for $59 and $7 shipping. There's also the haunted bones totem, magical for the metaphysical, for only five ninety five, with $4 shipping. Oglander describes himself as a collector of aesthetics, and his material is the... Ephemera of this world and around us. For him, it is not the item on sale, but rather the listing itself which becomes the object. The listings are a way of containing a story and also telling a story at the same time. He said, "The images are taken from this collection that he has. His previous work includes Craigslist Mirrors, a popular Tumblr site that was published as a book in 2016. Seemingly simple." and conceit it consists exclusively of screenshots of listings of people selling mirrors on craigslist the images are funny poignant and often unintentionally telling revealing strange corners of people's lives another sample of what he has collected through the years a large size paranormal haunted box lot curious doll and jewelry wiccan and more for fifty dollars He also has a Cursed Ring, 100% Haunted, Witch-Owned Blue Stone Ring, Vessel's Vampire Master Spirit, $140.50. I appreciate the fact that these photos are being taken for the sole intent of selling an object, Oglander said. Once they are put into a new context, however, they can then be appreciated as something aesthetic. By collecting the listings in this way, Oglander brings out patterns that may go otherwise unnoticed. And if so, only in passing, like the haunted spirit figurine, no doll, semba cat feline, plays animal meows, for twenty four ninety nine, or the black eyed sixteen inch spiritual spirit vessel doll, supernatural paranormal power is haunted, five thousand eight hundred dollars. The haunted eBay listings include many ordinary objects, such as feathers, coins, pebbles, pieces of wood. Often they are said to be enchanted for good luck or for fortune. Good or ill, you will be able to feel the vibrational energy from your coin. Must be a positive environment and attitude for it to work. Advises one seller, please note this chip is for money luck only, not general good fortune or finding love with a different spell, warns another. Uh, Another example of an item that's a cursed piece on eBay. Voodoo spell, lucky money token, casino chip, Bally's AC, not haunted, but very powerful. Or a metaphysical magical rock, slice of pie, the haunted stone, healing. For $48, you've got a haunted folk magic, natural wood effigy, healing or for hexing. Elemental only, $65. Other items are said to have powers all their own. Hearing voices is really common. Faces appearing, sounds, Oglander said, but also misfortunes happen. A string of negative events can happen in people's lives. Like these objects have cursed them before. The claims are of course difficult to verify. The site's rules dictate that all listings must offer a physical item or tangible service. Many listings include disclaimers about the objects Supernatural attributes as required per eBay's policy On the sale of paranormal items This is for the sale of a tangible item only No promise of a spiritual attachment, writes one seller Purchase with caution, writes another Not recommended for children to play with and There's an it clown 21-inch tall, haunted, dull spirit, vessel paper mache Paranormally active and creepy AF Or the Haunted Spirit Doll, Spirit Vessel Supernatural Paranormal Active, Possessed Doll, $39. There's the Corn Man, Strange Cornfield, Sightings, Paranormal Apparition, Left Behind Mask, $110. Haunted Coin Collection, very active. Make Wishes, Fun and Magical, $3.99. Still, such disclaimers do not entirely prevent instances of negative feedback from disappointed customers which sellers sometimes address they often reply and say that you need to exit with it for a while before you start experiencing things said Olglender, you didn't give it enough time for example i'm disappointed that nothing happened not haunted not sure why they ensure spirits go to the good people in this context buyer beware serves as both a disclaimer and as a potential selling point As one listing put it, I do not take any responsibility for it. If anything at all happens, blown fuses, divorce, etc., the item, a vintage teddy bear, sold for $560 after only 46 bids. Vintage haunted plush teddy bear. When asked if he was superstitious, Oglander said, I guess I believe in spirits. I want to at least hope that there's some magic in the world, some underlying thing we can't see. Still, he has never bought a haunted item himself.
1: Hey guys, good news! The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hims makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply, and right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to forhims.com/good. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. HIMSS connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with E D. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, forhimscom slash good. That's forhims.com slash good for your free online visit. F O R H I M S dot com slash good. Family is big around here. We're family-owned, family operated, family managed. And that means legacy. That means dependability. That means using Granger. With over 1.5 million products and knowledgeable product experts, Granger has whatever we need. And with same day pickup and next day delivery options, they have it whenever we need it. For over 90 years, businesses like ours have trusted Granger. Because, like family, Granger's got our back. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones
0: who get it done. A haunted doll is a handmade or manufactured doll or stuffed animal that is reported to be cursed or possessed in some way. Research around why people Of that um, Understanding why people Perceive dolls as creepy Has been conducted with some varying Conclusions A 2013 study by psychologist Frank McAndrew Named doll collecting as one of the creepiest hobbies An individual could have Of the topic The creepiness McAndrew stated that It was related to the uncertainty As something might be dangerous But you're not sure it is In a 2015 article for smithsonian.com, writer Linda Rodriguez McRobbie stated that dolls inhabit this area of uncertainty largely because they look human, but we know they are not. Since the doll lacks the ability to mimic human brains as the most basic evolutionary tactic, remain suspicious of whether or not it is human since they may expect the doll to mimic their own actions. This leads to the feelings of physical coldness when the doll does not act the way one thinks it should. There was an individual who contacted me about a year or so ago and met up with me at one of my book signings. They had purchased a haunted item from eBay. It was one of the Thai beanie baby ghost bears. And allegedly the doll was per the toy was purchased for this person's cousin And it was given to them When they were undergoing treatment for leukemia And they died from cancer of leukemia While holding this item The Thai Beanie Baby Bear Ghost And no one else wanted it after that They were all distraught Because every time the immediate family Held on to the item They were immediately Brought back to the time that the kid was alive And wanted nothing more to do with that item Which brought feelings of despair And the cousin ended up with the item So He tried to sell it on eBay And with no luck based on the price he was getting out of it Plus the negative feedback he had received from family members Who felt he was exploiting the death of his cousin uh, By selling Uh, Quote unquote haunted item He decided to keep it And strange things started happening in his apartment Uh, He believed that his cousin's spirit Was attached to the item So he took it upon himself Well he and his father Thought maybe we should communicate with it And see if we can talk to our cousin Well this kid's cousin and It was his dad's nephew And then dark things started to happen After they Did a makeshift seance with just the two of them And when they played around with a Ouija board uh, They ended up bringing something over That was not the cousin, obviously Based on what was going on And what the item had attached to it And the things they were hearing and seeing And the visions they had And this person met up with me Handed the item to me And I have it locked In a box, a wooden box with a glass display with a trinket around its neck, a tiny little flask, almost like a a beaker per se with a cork in the top of it with kosher salt in it, Uh, kosher salt and flakes of limestone. And I have the seal of the box coated with holy water uh, around it, of course. And at that time, I did a a prayer of holding. So I kind of created my own debit box, I guess you could say. But it's a fun little item to take around. It makes a great conversation piece. Would I reopen the box based on what the person told me was happening in their home? No, I have children. Is it a neat item to have as an alleged haunted item? Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool piece. Have I had anything strange going on in my home as a result of owning this item? No, but it's still cool to bring to uh, broadcasts when I'm on the radio or on a television segment or at book signings and conventions before this pandemic took over and ended up canceling all of those. And showcasing this and talking about it with people, it gets them to open up a lot about antiques they purchased or things at yard sales they've purchased or even on eBay, haunted items and the effect it's had on their lives. Thank you. And that's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed the topic that I covered. Haunted museums, creepy relics, haunted items. Everyone stumbles upon something strange at an estate sale or even a flea market, an antique shop, some kind of an ancient item at even a yard sale. A lot of people don't realize what they have in their possession until they let it go. And it could possibly wreak havoc on someone else's life. Not something sinister or malicious, but just something foreign and unknown to a new environment. And it's just continually playing out in a loop what it had done so many times before in its original environment. Not something really to worry about or call a demonologist over, but just energy trapped in time that just goes over and over again. And some of us are lucky enough to get to bear witness to these events. I'm Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. Join me next week for more of the strange and the unusual.